you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Following us, thank you for watching. We in, we ask you just to uh, just to connect. This is quite different for all of us, but we're going to see what the Lord can do. Second Corinthians chapter four and verses number eight and nine. I'm going to read into your hearing today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 8 says, We are troubled on every side, yet we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. What a powerful word today. What a powerful word today. By the help of the Lord, I want to preach into your hearing for just a little while today. Something good will come out of this. Something good will come out of it. Lord, we need your help to speak as you have inspired your messenger today. Lord, I'm your servant. Lord, I'm at your beckoning call today. Whatever you want to do and what you want to say, let the inspiration of the Holy Ghost rest upon me today as I minister and speak your word. Let it come through, Lord, as you would have it come through to speak into the hearts of the people. We thank you and honor you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you today. Thank you for joining us. It becomes natural to say you may be seated. For those of you at home, you can be seated as well. God bless you. I'm sure that some of you are asking the question today, what good can possibly come out of this? This much we know, Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 is such a familiar passage of Scripture. The Apostle Paul says to the Roman church, and we know, that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to His purpose. We may not be able to see it and we may not be able to understand it, but we know by faith that God is working everything for our good. Martin Luther said the ultimate measure of man is not found during times of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. A few days ago, as the reports began to trickle in and as we began to see the inevitable shutting down of America, I began to feel overwhelmed and I was talking to some of my closer friends in ministry 
and one of my friends was feeling so overwhelmed, not knowing what he was going to do. And a scripture came to mind, and I spoke that scripture to him in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, when the apostle begins to say we're distressed and we're troubled on every side, but yet we're not distressed and we're perplexed but not in despair. And uh, the, the first thing that, that I want to speak to our listeners today and the first thing that I want to say to those who may be gathered in the room today is that something good will come out of all of this. I believe in this season that we are in. The world is shaken. People are shaken. For some of you today, perhaps you're struggling. You, maybe you were struggling before this crisis ever appeared. And, and now, here we are all struggling together. I've got to say something to you today. Hold on. Because something good will come out of all of this. It, it may be, it may be, this may be the way that God has of getting the attention of your lost family. In these last days, I'm finding that people are, are they're, they're calling. This week, we have, I've received phone calls and, and text messages of people saying, Pastor, I want to be in church. Even last night, someone said, I, I feel that it's the end, it's the end time. And I feel that I, I don't want to miss church. I, I want to be in the house of the Lord. Perhaps it is crises such as these that will cause people to turn back to God. To our listeners online, I want to say, if this is what God is speaking into your heart, don't wait. It's time to turn back to God. I want to say this to every listener online, to anyone who wants special prayer. I will meet you here anytime of the day. If you want to turn back to God, backslider, I will meet you here and pray with you until you break through in, in the Holy Ghost. To anybody that wants to repent of their sins any hour of the day, I'm willing to meet you here. To anybody that wants to be baptized in Jesus' name, I will meet you here and we will baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just on Wednesday night as we were in our live stream broadcast, we had a, a young man that came in and he walked in not knowing that our service was not uh, open to the public, but he came in and sit through the message that our youth pastor, Brother Brandon Newcomer, was preaching. And at the conclusion of service, as we dismissed and turned off the live stream, he let one of our young ministers know, hey, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. And we baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ at the conclusion of our service. All you have to do today is let somebody know. We'll meet you here. Call the church number. Make a comment online. If you have any of our phone numbers, any of our ministry phone numbers, contact us. We'll meet you here because we don't want you to be lost. We want you to be ready when the rapture takes place and God calls the church out of here. I come today to remind the church something good can come out of this. This may be the means of your lost family being saved. Something good can come out of all of this. This week I was reading the story in Daniel chapter 3 where King Nebuchadnezzar and the three men named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
the king threw them in the fiery furnace for not bowing to his demand of idol worship. They could have made it easy on themselves, but they ch- they chose rather to stand in truth and righteousness. A lot of people have been asking me questions about where we are and what's going to happen. In reality, we don't know. From all that it appears to me that this is a genuine concern of the medical professionals, and we're trying to work with them at any point that we felt that this was tyranny, that the government was trying to, uh, to, to place uh, controls on the church, uh, I, I, I would tell you that immediately this church would stand strong, but we don't see that, we don't sense that, and we don't feel that. This week has been one of those weeks, though, where many problems abound all the way up until this morning. I don't know a week that I have personally felt any more pressure and any more stress on my shoulders as I have this week. I I, I know that some of our church members and some of our online listeners, I know you're going through a lot. You were already going through a lot before we ever got to this point. You were in the fire of life. And this kind of fire is the kind of fire that will cause people to, to question and wonder What's next? And and I know that maybe it's going to sound strange to some of you and maybe even some of our team members that are in the room today. I want to speak even to you because you feel like I'm going through the fire and I don't necessarily know why. But I want to tell you today that we ought to be praising God with everything we have because we have made it this far. The whole world can't say that, but you and I, we've made it this far. Some folks never made it to the fire. We may be in the fire this morning, but some folks died before they ever got into the fire. As I was reading that text of Daniel chapter 3, in that story there were people that never made it to the fire. There were people who died at the door trying to throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire. I hope that what I'm trying to say is coming through today. The most mighty men of King Nebuchadnezzar's army died at the door of the fiery furnace. They died trying to get God's men into the fire. The fire killed them before they ever got to the door. For some of us today, I want to say to you that it is a miracle that we made it to where we are. We shouldn't have lived through some of the things that we have already survived. My sons were on the platform this morning and they were leading in worship. My son Gentry shared his story online on his Facebook page. Go there, find it and listen to a short testimony that he gave last night. The officers at the scene of his accident said it's a miracle. Nobody should have come out of this alive. As I looked at that pickup truck he was driving turned upside down and the roof crashed in. There was only one place that the roof was not caved all the way down onto the seat and steering wheel and it was right where he was sitting and it was as if there was a a, a mysterious hand that was just holding up the roof in that one location oh it wasn't a mysterious hand I believe it was an angelic hand son let me say to you this morning you ought to not be where you are today it is a miracle it is the hand of God that got you to where you are when you find yourself 
in the fire. I want you to know you ought to not even have made it this far. You ought to just put a praise up this morning because God has seen you to where you are. Maybe somebody I'm talking to this morning, maybe the mess of your life, the trouble of your life, you, 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 you thought you would have never made it through. Maybe somebody I'm talking to today should have never lived to make it to where you are. My son Dylan, who was here leading worship on the platform today as well, that E. coli shigatoxin three years ago should have taken him out. I stand here this morning recognizing as a father how blessed I am. I began to weep this morning as I looked onto the platform and began to look at my two sons here leading neither of them should have been here. Anybody else perhaps wouldn't have the testimony that this dad has this morning. But I have a testimony today because what should have taken him out three years ago just made him stronger and made him a force to be reckoned with. You shouldn't have made it this far. Other people didn't make it this far. And I have a feeling that that Satan trembles every morning when some of you listening online put your feet on the floor and rise to be about your day and knowing that you're going to be a force for hell to reckon with. I'm talking to somebody online today. I'm talking to somebody listening today that it is a miracle that you are where you are. God has been merciful to you and God has brought you to where you are. Other people have gone through a lot less than what you've gone through and they've lost, your, lost their mind. But here you are today in a sound mind because God has not given us the spirit of fear but that of love and of a sound mind. But you made it through. I made it through. Marvin Sapp penned the words and sang, So glad I made it. I made it through. Through storm and rain, heartache and pain, but... I made it through. I'm trying to tell somebody that's watching or listening online today that you ought to be thankful that you have made it into the fire. But I came today with a word and tell you that something good is going to come out of this because you're going to come out the other side because your faith, when it is tried, our faith is found more precious than that of gold, though it be tried with fire. That scripture's trying to tell us it's not gold tried with fire. It's saying your faith is more precious than gold that has been tried with fire. When I didn't even know, when I didn't even understand what was happening, I began to understand that it's God that's been watching over me. When I wasn't living right or doing right, perhaps somebody listening online today would say, well, I don't deserve the mercy and grace of God, but I want to tell you for all of us, when we weren't living right, when we weren't doing right, when we weren't walking right with the Lord, God's hand was still right there for us. When I was sinking deep in sin, far, far, far away from God, His hand of mercy reached down and lifted me up. I don't know about you today, but I can speak 
speak for me. I wasn't the strongest one. I wasn't the smartest one. I wasn't the most popular one. I wasn't the one most expected to make it. I wasn't the most talented one. But still, I made it. And there's no explanation, but God saw me through. Listen, we're the ones that has made it into the fire. And we are the ones that's going to make it out the other side of the fire. And when we do, we're going to be better than we were before we ever got into the fire. This is going to end better than it started. Something good is going to come out of all of this. I feel like God just wanted me to remind somebody today that he was with you before you ever got into the fire. He was with you when the fire was destroying those trying to put you into the fire. And he's not going to leave you in the middle of the fire. But he's going to be with you when you come out the other side of it. As a matter of fact, if you're in the middle of the fire, it ought to be proof positive today that you're going to come out the other side of it. Because he's not going to leave you nor forsake you, but he's going to be with you always, even to the end of the world. Your miracle starts at the door of your dilemma. And if God wasn't going to bring you out, you would have died at the door. But your miracle has already started. Because in Daniel chapter 3, those who wanted to throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace died before they ever got to the door. Your miracle started at the door. You should have died there. But here you are today. You have made it into the fire. And I want to tell you and I want to tell the world we're going to come out the other side. The church is going to come out the other side victorious. I know that I'm talking to some people online right now that are going through the fire. I know you're feeling the heat. And I didn't come today to tell you that the fire is not real because it's real. I didn't come today to tell you that the fire doesn't hurt because the fire hurts. And I know some of you are going through some of the greatest trials of your life. For some of you, it's financial. For somebody else, it's sickness. For somebody else, you're battling, you're battling uh, with a relationship issue. Maybe your marriage is in trouble. Maybe it's a battle for your health. Maybe for somebody else, it's just a struggle to keep your home together. But I come to tell you, this is going to end better than it started. I know right now it sounds like insanity because there's no visible, tangible, physical evidence of anything good that could come out of this fire. But what you can't see, your adversary can see. I'm going to say that again because I don't want anybody to miss it. What you can't see, your adversary can see. When the three men were thrown into the fire, I don't see anywhere in Scripture where the Bible says they saw the fourth man in the fire. But the, the evil king who was responsible for throwing them into the fire comes and looks in. And when he looks in, trying to think he was going to see three of God's people dead in the fire... The Bible said that he saw one like as unto the Son of God. Listen, when you're in the fire, you don't always see Jesus walking with you in the fire. But I'm going to tell you what your enemy sees this morning. He sees God walking with you. He sees the fourth man in your fire. I come today to tell you the enemy is seeing the fourth man in your fire. I don't want to remind you that the devil is the manipulator of the human mind. What you don't 
see, the devil is seeing and he wants you to believe you're alone. But you're not alone. You're not forsaken because God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's going to be with you. Satan would like for you to believe the world's against you. But I want you to know today God is for you. The church is for you. The pastor is for you. And although you may think everybody's against you, I kind of doubt everybody's against you. Your family may even be for you. But above all, God is for you. And I just came with this simple word today to declare to you by the authority of the word of God, this is going to end better than it started. And something good is going to come out of all of this. You're going to make it. And I don't mean you're going to come crawling out of this with, with, with all beat up and, 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 and broke and busted and disgusted and no money and no clothes and no peace and no joy and smelling like smoke. As a matter of fact, what I came today to tell you is that the devil is a liar. And when you come out, you're going to come out blessed. Because here's what the scripture in Daniel chapter 3 said. When they came out, even their garments didn't have the smell of smoke upon them. Meaning there was no sign that they had ever even been in the fire. Don't you know this morning that you're in the middle of it thinking, oh, oh, I've heard people say this week and I've even said myself, life is going to be completely different. It may be for the world, but the kingdom of God is not of this world. And I come today to tell you the church is going to come out of this without even the smell of smoke. Come on, you ought to be part of the church today. If you're not, you ought to get in the church because we're coming out of this thing better than what we went in. We're troubled on everything side yet not distressed we're perplexed but not in despair we're persecuted but not forsaken we're cast down but we're not destroyed I know the problem's great but God is greater I know the mountain looks tall but God is taller I know the sickness may be bad but God is a healer did I tell somebody today it's going to end better than what it started. Times may be hard, but we're still here. Something good's going to come out of all this. You're going to come out the other side, and some of you who didn't have joy, God is having to remind you of how blessed you really are. Maybe that's the message for America. Maybe God is trying to send a message to America. Maybe, I don't know what this is, maybe the world needs to recognize that it's not that life is not about the things we have and the houses that we live in. Maybe he's trying to remind the church it's not even about this incredible building that we have because we're having to realize that we are the church. And if we have to assemble in groups of 10 in our home or just gather with our family, we are the church. I'm still going to live in joy. I believe the church is going to come out the other side with more joy than we've ever had, with more peace than we've ever had, with more contentment than we've ever had. Maybe we'll come out of this wanting to be faithful to the house of God because today people are saying, Pastor, I wish I could be in the house of God and we can't assemble because of all of the threats that we have had made upon us. 
baby, when we do gather in the house of the Lord, we're going to praise and worship like never before. The devil thought he had a problem before, but the church is going to be a greater threat than we've ever been. We're going to come out stronger, come out wiser, come out more faithful, come out more prayed up, come out more powerful than we've ever been. Because while we've been in this, God's working everything for our good. I'm closing today. Let me give you some more good news. The fire that was intended to destroy God's chosen burned up the ones that threw them in. That's not the only place in Scripture that that happens. The sea that was supposed to kill Israel swallowed up the Egyptians. God has a way of doing that. Maybe everything that the devil would like to do to harm the church, God's going to turn it around and use it for our good. Don't worry about what's happening in the world around you. Turn your focus on the Lord. Get your attention on Him. What the devil meant for evil, God is going to turn it for good. I believe God's going to turn it all around. I'm talking to somebody today who it feels like you've been walking in the quicksand and nothing's seeming to work out for you. But I came to tell you that something good is going to come out of this for you. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. When thou pass through the waters, I, the Lord said, will be with thee. And the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, Thou shalt not be burned, neither shall flame kindle upon thee. I'm trying to close, but the story hasn't ended yet. Because that little story in Daniel chapter 3. They came out, their clothes didn't smell like fire, but that's not the great part of the story. Because the great part of the story is when they come out, the king elevated them. I want you to hear this. I want you to get this. When they came out of it, their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. But the great part is, is they were elevated higher than they've ever been. What if when we come out of this, the church comes out without the smell of smoke on us, but we come out elevated. We come out more powerful than we have ever been. In this church right here, just a few weeks ago, One of our guest ministers stood in the pulpit and spoke and said, I feel, I sense a 300-soul revival hovering over this church. And we're like, God, how can this be? This may be the very way it's going to happen. Maybe this is how God is going to turn the hearts of the people. And God's going to elevate the church in this city and in this region and in north-central Indiana. And we're going to have more of an impact than what we have ever had. What they went through caused the king to believe. Because before he didn't believe, after going through, he believed. They were elevated by what they went through. Maybe the church is about to be elevated. Maybe it's time for revival in the church. For those of you who are listening online, if you're not walking in complete assurance that you know that you know that you're ready, We don't know what the future holds. It's time to turn back to God. It's time for people to turn their hearts back to God. You ought to take your family and pull them in close to you. 
If you're watching online this morning, you ought to just reach over and pull your family in real close and huddle up today because we don't know what the future looks like, but we know that God is in control. Heads of households ought to pull your family in close right now and begin to pray together. Those of you in this room right now ought to just begin to pray together. It's time to turn back to the Lord. This something good's going to come out of this. Our families are going to be closer than they've ever been. Our faith in God's going to be stronger than it's ever been. Our prayer lives are going to be better than it's ever been. And the church is going to be more victorious than we've ever been before. More powerful than we've ever been before. Come on all around the room. Let's begin to pray and seek the Lord as they begin to sing. In the background, I pray over you right now, right where you are, by the power and authority of the Word of God. Lord, every demonic force of hell that would like to strike fear in the hearts of people, I pray right now, God, that your Spirit breaks through. God, that you, your power would minister to every family, to every, to every home, to every online listener right now. God, build a hedge about them. Strengthen them. Lord, you're going to turn everything for our good. We thank you. We honor you. God, you're going to turn everything for us. Everything for our good. You're going to turn it for our good. Hallelujah.